0: We're truly believing that the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding us. And we've been talking about John the Baptist, how he was proclaiming the Messiah, this new way of thinking, this Holy Spirit would be coming through Jesus to live in us, and all of these things that have been given to us by God through the Son, And it's just this love of God that we're trying to grasp. And the more you press into that love of God, the more real it becomes, the more evidence of it you see in in your lives.
1: And that's what the Lord wants to convey, Terry. Yes. He wants us to come to an understanding that we are now set free. We are now set free by an understanding of the fruit of the Spirit that lives within us. And all we're wanting to do is to learn to walk in that Spirit. That's all we're wanting to do is walk in the Spirit of God.
0: You said it all. We're learning to walk. We're in this process of becoming more Christ-like. But it's already in us. It's our nature now.
1: And Jesus walked in that perfect love. He had a perfect understanding of the fruit of the Spirit that lived within him. And he demonstrated every one of those fruits.
0: He didn't have to renew his mind to who he was. He knew who he he was. He was love. He demonstrated that over and over again. And John Baptist was, was telling the people about that love.
1: Now, in John chapter 15, starting with the first verse... Jesus is going to tell us how we can begin to walk in the Spirit and on that fruit materializing in our life. He's going to tell us how to do it. Now it's just a matter of us being willing to yield ourselves to what the Spirit of God is telling us so we can grow in that love. And that's what the Spirit of God is wanting us to reveal. Because He wants us to have that full,
0: complete relationship with Him. He wants the fruit of God... That's in us to manifest. Yes, that's it. (laughs) It's so simple. (laughs) And and then when you start pressing into everything you have in God, it's huge. Yes.
1: The blessings, the spiritual blessings. In heavenly places. Yes.
0: (laughs) We're seated in heaven. We're the sons of God. We're children of the Most High. It just gets huge. (laughs) It just gets so big. (laughs) I digress. Where were we? John 15?
1: Yes, starting with the first verse. And Mitch, this, I
0: always got to remind people, this was right before Jesus went to the cross. He was walking and talking as a man, doing the Father's will.
1: He was giving us instructions about the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes. how
1: it functioned in his life and how it will function in our life.
0: That's why he said he had to go so the Holy Spirit would come back. That's and, right. And he was going to send the comforter and talked about in chapter 14 and
1: John chapter 15, starting with the first verse. And this is Jesus talking. And he's talking to the disciples and to some followers as well. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Now, the vine is Jesus. And it says, the Father is the vine dresser. Okay. The dresser is the one who... Cares for that vine. He nurtures that vine. He loves that vine.
0: One interpretation said that the father is the gardener. The caretaker. Yeah. Yes. Husbandman is how the King James Version puts it. The caretaker. That tells me he wants to
1: take care of my every need. I go back to first seek ye the kingdom of heaven. And I will provide all things to you. I will take care of you. The father is wanting to comfort us he's wanting to teach us he's wanting to do all things for us if we just have confidence in the vine dresser and we can now because we're going to see it's talking about the holy spirit this is how he is going to accomplish this this is how he's going to nurture us this is how he's going to take care of us it's through the holy spirit
0: what does the gardener want to do what does the vine dresser want to do produce fruit yes (laughs) (laughs) oh that was awesome He wants us to produce fruit. So he's grooming us and preparing us. and
1: Wooing us, as you like to say. Yeah. He's wooing us with love. If we can get that in our mind, that everything the Holy Spirit is trying to do is through love. That edification, exhortation, and comfort is all through love. It's not through wrath. It's not through condemnation. None of those things. It's not the way of the world. It's different.
0: It's through love. We, we just want to burn that into our brains. Yes. That if it's, it's, if it's not doing those three things, it's not a God. Yes. It's not of the Holy Spirit. Wow. We better get started reading here. We'll never get... Verse 2. <laughs> We're never going to get done anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Verse 2. Every branch in me
1: that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. What's he pruning, Terry? He's pruning our mind, our new way of thinking. Goes oh, back, that's good. It goes back to John the Baptist again, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It goes back to Jesus' teaching on the Sermon on the Mount. He's pruning their mind at that time so it will begin to bear fruit. And the beginning of that fruit is love. Love is the key to bearing fruit. Amen. And so the Lord is wanting to Teach us. He's wanting to edify us. He's wanting to teach us, isn't he? He's wanting to build us up so we'll grow spiritually. That's what the Holy Spirit is trying to do. So we can bear fruit in our life. And that fruit is love.
0: Can I read verse 3? Yes. 15 <laughs> 3. <laughs> and this is in the uh, New American Standard. You. Me, us, us. are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Telling us today, these very same, I have spoken to you, the word. We have the word in written form right here in front of us.
1: You know, you like to say as written all the time. That's exactly what it means. It's written for us so we can prune our minds.
0: Interesting. That these apostles that were with Jesus, all they had were the prophets. Yes. The Old Testament, as as we would say it today.
1: And that's what they were quoting all the time. Yes. were The Psalms and the prophets.
0: And now we have the new covenant, the New Testament, the written word of God that we renew our mind to. What's already in us. (laughs) And it's substantiated through the Psalms. Yes. And through the prophets as well. I'm sure you've heard this, that the Old Testament is a type in the shadow of Jesus. Yes. And when you begin to, to see our Savior through the new covenant, the old covenant points toward him. And this new covenant points to the cross.
1: Just Awesome. But the Old Covenant begins to vanish away, though.
0: Yes. Thank you. Because that's the good.
1: difference between the New and the Old Covenant is the very first fruit. And that's love. That's the difference between the two covenants. That's the only difference, is love. Because that's what David, when he was writing the Psalms, was always after. An understanding of that true love and that fruit of the Spirit. And he could not receive that or have an understanding of that until he was born again. He was getting types and shadows, but he did not have a full revelation of it like we do today.
0: Man, after the fall, got so far away from God's love. They got so far away from God's love that the only way that God could bring them even back a little bit was through the law.
1: Yes. To give him a knowledge again of who God is.
0: Yes. And it's not like what we have today. No. It was based on ritual and sacrifices. But Jesus came and fulfilled the law. He took care of all the sacrifices. We're born again by the blood of Jesus. We're alive in him now. Man.
1: He fulfilled the law. We have to keep this in mind. Chapter 13, verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. Verse 10, love does no harm to another, therefore love is the fulfillment of law. We have to remember it is love that fulfills all this. That very first fruit of the Spirit is love, the character and nature of God. Mm -hmm. This is what Jesus is trying to teach us over here in John chapter 15. I'm going to start with the fourth verse. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Terry, the only way we can abide in
0: Jesus and
1: in the Father is through the Holy Spirit.
0: Realizing that he's with us all the time, said he would never leave us nor forsake us. We have to stay. In him. He never goes anywhere. You're right. So that's that meditation we've been talking about, that focus on this nature of God in us.
1: What jumps out at me in verse 4 there is, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. It's saying in our own earthly way, we cannot do it. Our own fleshly thinking, our own carnal thinking, we cannot bear fruit of ourselves. Wasn't that what John the Baptist was teaching him? Yes. When he talks about repentance, saying don't think you can say, oh, I'm born of Father Abraham, and this is going to be sufficient. No, he's talking about you have to be born again in order to bear fruit, and it's through the Spirit of God that this fruit it materialized because that's what Jesus was talking about in the Sermon on the Mount.
0: When our Lord died for us, he restored relationship To the Father.
1: Totally and completely.
0: That love relationship now is available to us through His Son, Jesus. God always loved us. He was always wooing and wanting us to be a part of Him. But now, He's telling us, verse 4 here in Amplified, dwell in me. Dwell. Dwell. Live there. Stay with me. Don't go anywhere else. Live in me and I will live in you just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, here it is, being virtually united to the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me.
1: It goes back to those three things in First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. He's trying to do edification, exhortation. Company. He's trying to build us up in the understanding of love. We do that by faith. Exhortation. <laughs> he's trying to admonish us. He's trying to bring to yes. mind that love. And in comfort, he's trying to comfort us through love. Man, all those things. He's trying to do so we'll grow in love. Right. But it's through his written word and through meditation upon his written word that we're going to grow in that love and that revelation. Because when we're talking about meditating... We're talking about seeking God. We're talking about knocking at the door of God and saying, I want more. I know there's more here. And as as you do that, the Lord reveals to you what you're able to understand at the time. You bet. And what you're hearing in your conscience and in your mind is the Holy
0: Spirit talking to you through the Word. That takes faith. This whole process... We can't see love. We can see the results of love. Yes. But to put it in a box and wrap it up in a bow and have it opened, and you can't see love. You can, you just see the results. So that's why we, by faith, believe these things that are written, that are in us. It takes faith to grow in this love believing that it's real. That's what we're doing here. We're, We're building ourselves up on our most holy faith, reading the word, seeking God, praying in the spirit. All of this is that process of meditating and dwelling.
1: That's what Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 7, starting with the 15th verse. You will know them by their fruit. And you will not bear fruit in your life unless you're meditating, unless you're seeking, unless you're praying, unless you're yielding yourselves in order to bear fruit. Because that's what Jesus is saying here in John chapter 15, verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. And he says, unless you abide in in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And what he's talking about is your mind. Your mind has to be meditating. You have to be seeking. You have to be knocking. You have to be searching for that love and that understanding. Because I guarantee you, when you came to Christ, any of us, we did not understand that love. Because we weren't programmed that way. We were programmed to
0: not love, basically. We were to have self-interest at heart. We were programmed to express love in in some sort of a physical way thinking that's
1: love and it's not it's not
0: if we can ever yield ourselves to the
1: holy spirit Mm -hmm. of god this is what's gonna turn this society around because once you grow in love true love of god wow your marriage will change yes because you're not hard-hearted anymore You're not thinking of yourself. That's what hard-heartedness is, is thinking of self. You're thinking of others. You're not concerned about getting up the food chain of success. (laughs) That's right. You're not concerned about the the things of the world. The only thing you're concerned about is doing the Father's will. You're just not concerned about those trivial things because you realize love is the only thing that's going to turn this all around.
0: And when you're dwelling in Him, living there, Those things, what you were just talking about, those things are God works now because of the love of God that's in you. The key
1: to this is changing yourself first inwardly. Hmm. You can't do anything until you've been changed inwardly first in order to change anything in society.
0: That's exactly right. If
1: you're not walking in the fruit of love, Nothing's going to change. That's the key to all this, is walking in that spirit of love.
0: Then you can begin to talk about all that fruit that Paul talks about in Galatians five, twenty-two and 23. Yes. It builds out of there.
1: You begin to have joy, don't you? Yes. And peace.
0: And long suffering with (laughs) peace.
1: Yes. Which is patience. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your long suffering with me, Mitch. I appreciate
0: that so much. And then you have gentleness. (laughs) Yes. Meekness. Yes. Your faithfulness.
1: All those things. Self control. All those things begin to blossom in your life. Therefore, change takes place in society. Yes. Because. Society is based upon individuals. Amen. So individuals have to be taught. So that's our job is to teach the fruit of the spirit. So the Christian can begin to grow in that fruit and therefore reach others that are saved and those that are immature in Christ. Well, Mitch, you're talking about revival here. And it <laughs> yes. begins with me. Hallelujah.
0: <laughs> and that's Praise correct. God, yes. It, it does. <laughs> Hallelujah. It
1: starts within that personal relationship. Otherwise, yes. there'll be no change. That's right. That's right. The church needs to walk in understanding the fruit of the Spirit and how it operates in their life.
0: It's like when you first got married, you didn't know all the things about your wife that she enjoyed. I mean, I, of course, there was something that drew you together. But now as you grow in love, there are things that you just do out of love. And that's what the Father is telling us here.
1: And I'm drawn right back to Luke again. Oh, yeah. Chapter 3, when he was talking to the people and to the tax collectors, and he was also talking to the soldiers. When their hearts and minds begin to be changed to where they're walking in love, then that army's going to change with its attitude, isn't it? The government, the tax collectors, when they start walking in the fruit of the spirit of love, then things begin to change there as well. When society, which is the people, yes, begin to, to walk in that love, things begin to change there. Because in society, we're talking about going to work. We're talking about going to factories. We're talking about truck drivers, salesmen. We're talking about everyone. When we get a different mindset of love, society changes. Amen. It doesn't start from the top down. It starts within each individual. And it starts with us.
0: Yes. Now we're back to the fruit
1: again. <laughs> yes, it's right back to the fruit. In verse 5, John 15, 5, I'm going to continue to read. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he just tells us right here, bears much fruit. We're going to bear fruit if we abide in him. If we're led by the Holy Spirit of God that lives within us, This opens another discussion, how to hear from the Spirit of God. He says, if we abide in him, we'll bear fruit. So that tells me we're able to hear from the Holy Spirit. We have this ability now to hear from the Holy Spirit. Sure. As we renew our mind to God's love, we begin to hear from the Holy Spirit of God.
0: Spirit to Spirit. Yes, that's all it
1: is and it's through the word isn't it yes because it's spirit the spirit of god wrote this word
0: <laughs> wow
1: the spirit of god he breathed life into this word now he's breathing life into us again is he not he's breathing <laughs> life into us yeah for without me you can do nothing he's being point blank so important to yield ourselves to the leading of the holy spirit because we can do nothing of ourselves therefore Society cannot change until we learn to hear from the Spirit of God
0: and say what He once said. And He's speaking to us through His Scriptures. Precisely. In all Scripture, this is 2 Timothy 3.16. This is in the New American Standard. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So that, verse 17, the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. You were just talking about that. Going out into the marketplace, being a witness is what he's talking about. And one in love. Yes. What's going to change things is love. Demonstrating that love in every scripture is God breathed, that's amplified. It's God breathed, given by yes. his inspiration. This love that he's poured out for us is written down. It's breathed by by God, given by his inspiration and profitable for us.
1: What you just read there in Timothy, mm. Terry, that's applied to an individual. Yes. It's for each individual. For read it again, please.
0: All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. 17, so that the man of God. May Individually,
1: be so we can bear fruit. That's why we have this edification, exhortation, and comfort. Yes. To bear fruit so we can go out and minister to others. And people begin to have victorious lives when we understand the power of the Holy Spirit and how it operates. It operates through this, just what you read, through the Spirit of God, working, because why? Because he's listened to the Spirit of God to bear fruit.
0: Amplified, verse 17, so that the man of God, us as individuals, may be complete and proficient and well-fitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every good work. As we concentrate and meditate on the word of God. We can express the very nature of God that's in us because we've meditated on the word. It's become a part of us now that automatically flows up out of us. When something is is presented to us that's not correct, a false prophet, we automatically know because the spirit of God has revealed himself through his word up out of us now because he's in us
1: and how do we recognize that Mm. it's through the fruit of the spirit if there's a prophet or a teaching that does not fall under the fruit of the spirit then we know it's an
0: error right i just want people to begin to grasp the awesomeness of god's love and i said begin to grasp because As much time, and I I bet you feel this way too, that as much time have you spent in the Word of God and and studying, it's new every day.
1: The Lord reveals more and more. Yeah. The more I seek Him, (laughs) the more I understand His love. And that's how it blossoms, is because I'm understanding His love. I understand His compassion for people. Because that's why it's in the Word when talks about he he wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth he wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth yes of who god is i am the way the truth and the life he says
0: he tells us that in his words, and
1: it's not just words it's understanding he loves everyone yes the only difference between me and an unsaved person is i've just believed and accepted what he's all by faith
0: there we go yes
1: come on that's it That's the only difference. That's growing in love because you understand that. It's not us against them mentality. Yeah. Yeah. It's that love, understanding if he doesn't accept Christ, he's going to be eternally separated from God and lost. And the Father loves us so much, he says, go out, bear fruit in your life first, understanding my love so you can reach others. Right. We're not going to go through all of 15, but that's what it says here in verse 16 when he tells his disciples to go forth. Because now they'll be equipped with love and understanding. That's what was so powerful and what changed the nation is because of their love of preaching the gospel. And the ones who didn't receive, he said, shake off the dust of your feet. Don't dwell upon that. Just go, keep going forward and ministering to those who are receiving because the more that receive the more powerful the Holy Spirit of God is. Because we're united, one, in the Spirit of God.
0: Mitch. Go ahead. These, these chapters here in John, Jesus tells his disciples, I must go away so that the com- Comforter will come. The Holy Spirit has come. He's in us. He's showing us all these things. If we just listen. Yes. If we just seek, meditate, Begin to understand the awesome power of God in us. And that power is His love. It's transforming our lives.
1: Love conquers all.
0: Yes. But it's His power, this powerful thing of love that dwells in us now, that now propels us forth. We have this power now in us, the nature of God manifesting itself as fruit. And that fruit, when when this gardener has pruned and the fruit appears, people can come along and pick that fruit, eat that sweet stuff, grow then there's more seed there's harvest and it's just awesome what god has given us
1: and that's what the lord wants is for us to bear fruit